Ha, <laughs> we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. Ooh, ooh. Alright, big fish shit, man. Welcome to the podcast. Alright, so we got something that's been in the news a lot lately. My man Dion. Damn, Dion took the job in Colorado. He left Jackson State. What do we do? What do we do? So this is one of those topics that it's, you know, we always keep everything black and white, so I'm not going to allow myself to hang in that gray area, but I can definitely see both sides. Uh, for me, there's only one side, but I, I'm just, you know, at first I was angry, you know, at him leaving. I'm not just angry at him, but most of the blame was on him. Then... I became more disappointed than anything else. But it's just it's just an unfortunate situation. It's an unfortunate situation and yeah, it may sound crazy me saying it's an unfortunate situation because you got Dion here about to get you know 5 million dollars a year around that, I believe, going from 325 or 1000 or somewhere around that and he donated 150,000 back to Jackson State. So, for me, it just starts with Dion's initial intentions, Dion's initial purpose when he first got to Jackson State University. We talked a lot about, well, he talked a lot about, you know, wanting to change the culture of HBCUs, change the perception of HBCUs, and here where we have a sport that's dominated by 70, 75% of black kids, black young adults. But for whatever reason, the historically black colleges can't compete, can't compete on the field, um, don't compete academically, can't compete financially when it comes to support. Uh, It's just a bad situation and an unfortunate situation when you have somebody as powerful as Dion. Probably that Dion's one of a kind. Let's be real. Dion is a one of a kind. He is the coolest, quote unquote, coolest. And I say coolest for a reason because we follow what's cool. Everybody follows what's cool. Kids, adults, everybody follows what's cool. There is no other football player that is unanimously seen as cool as Dion. Period. 
he's really just one of a kind. And when you have that type of per- personality who also is a very good coach, you don't find that often. So here we have Dion, who is this great personality, a leader, attracts people. I mean, he had celebrities coming out there. Every Everybody was excited. I was looking at videos. He had me jealous. Damn, I didn't go to HBCU. Just to have that experience. Obviously, every HBCU isn't the same experience as having Deion Sanders as your head coach. But I think we all just believe so much in it. And that's something that I made a mistake on. And it's something that I just spoke about, I believe, on a podcast or a post maybe a, a, not even a week ago within a couple of weeks where I was discussing how we can't put our faith in these celebrities, these athletes and or celebrities. We can't put our faith in them. We just can't. And I'm not, like I said, it's, it's more disappointment in Dion um, and disappointment in the entire situation than just being super mad at him and killing him and, you know, over social media and everything like that. But we just all missed out on a once in a lifetime opportunity to build our historically black colleges, our historically black learning institutions, because this goes well beyond sports. This is not just, and this goes well beyond just Jackson state. Deion Sanders had an impact Across the board when it comes to HBCUs, his SWAT conference, the MEAC conference, across the board when it comes to historically black colleges, we were looking at him differently. He recruited the number one player in the country, Travis Hunter. He recruited him away from all of the big name schools, the Georgias, the Alabamas, uh, the LSUs, all of these Clemsons, all these schools that are seen as the best football teams in the country, just Dion and his personality with limited resources, facilities not as good, a school that's not as big. Shit, I don't even think they have good water down there. They have an issue with the water. Like it's, 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 it's on another level when it comes to what he was able to do and something that only Dion could have done. But I should not have put my faith in what he said his initial purpose was, which was to get HBCUs to the point where they can compete and eventually dominate all the other schools. This was not Dion's purpose when he stated it was, or he changed it. Now we're allowed to change. We're allowed to change However, we needed him. And shame on us for being in a position where we needed one man to shift the entire culture of our historically black learning institutions. Shame on us first and foremost. But also a lot of blame's got to go on the HBCUs. And I was thinking back to, I actually saw a video of what Dion said that when he was coming out for college, HBCUs never recruited him. And that's something that I can attest to because when I was coming out of high school, didn't get any 
HBCU attention. And then when I went to prep school for a year, didn't get any HBCU attention. None of it. Now, these are schools that can give scholarships. Never reached out, nothing. I, I don't even think I got a letter from them. So there has to be some blame placed everywhere where we've gotten to the point, right, where we need this savior being Deion Sanders. But we can't focus on the past, right? We got to focus on the present. So now that we're in this shitty situation, it's like your family, where you have a family member or a bunch of family. Maybe you come from a messed up family to where they constantly do stuff that puts you in a bad position that maybe forces you to put more effort in taking care of your parents. You to put more effort in taking care of your little brother, your little sister. You can say that this is unfair, that this other family, you know, my friend who comes from another family doesn't have these same responsibilities, doesn't have these, this type of accountability where they have to take care of somebody else the way that you do. However, that's just is what it is. And until you get your family up to the point, maybe it won't be the current generation, but the next generation to where they can function in a more positive way, then it's going to constantly be more weight falling on the shoulders of the responsible people in that family compared to other families. And that's the position that Dion's in. Yes, he had a lot of weight on his shoulders, but Dion was probably the only person in the world ever that could have lifted that weight. So maybe the right approach is instead of us getting upset with Dion and angry at him and talking shit about him, is to say, yo, Dion, bro, bro, we need you. Like, we need you. We understand that you should be able to go over there and get that money. But we're going to figure out a way to compensate you correctly to make you feel good from a financial standpoint and also give you the, the bigger purpose, the more rewarding feeling, the delayed gratification of knowing that when it's all said and done, you were the most impactful person in college sports, perhaps ever. That's what I believe Dion would have been if he would have stayed at Jackson or another HBCU. And it's tough. And it's tough because, like I said, who's to say that he can't change his mind? Who's to say that he shouldn't be able to go somewhere else? Who's to say that he should have to bear that weight? But it just, the, the facts still remain that we are in that shitty situation and he's the only one that can get us out. And... Like, like I said, I, I used to watch the videos. His son, it's funny, it was, it was such a cool cool thing to see where he had his kids there, his daughter played basketball. You know, one of his sons, Shador, was the quarterback. Shiloh, that's my favorite. He was the safety. They, it was a family thing. All of his family was always there. Deion Sanders Jr. used to be catching all the footage, so everybody was involved. And we just saw something that we never saw before at an HBCU or another college. People were really excited about it. Celebrities, like I said, come and everything. It's to the point where I went back to my college to see a playoff game this past weekend. Uh, not City College. That's my dad's college. But I went back to William & Mary down in Colonial Williamsburg. And this was, I, I've been back for a game. 
but for it was a different feeling when I went back this time. Uh, maybe because the other games that I went back to, it was a lot of my former players that I played with, a lot of my former teammates that I played with there as well. So it was very, like, we were reminiscing, and it, it just was a very, it felt good. But this time, kind of just told my parents or asked them, like, yeah, y'all want to go see a game? Didn't tell anybody else that we were going. And I was just there, you know, at the game with my parents. And I don't think I only saw, like, one former teammate. I actually ran into my old head coach. That's my guy. Uh, shout out to Coach Laycock, Y.E. But um, it, 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 didn't, it didn't hit the same. And even and Cam Newton was at the game, right, because Cam Newton's little brother plays. The energy, like, I'm, I'm going to be, I got to be totally honest. I was, I was envious. I was envious because it's different. Like, what I saw Dion doing, you know, think about it. He had all, he, we very rarely, black people, we very rarely come together for a purpose greater than ourselves, whether that's to root for somebody, cheer for somebody, you know, just um, be invested, you know, be invested in somebody else's success. And that's what it was. I, I realized that, and I love my college. I still do love my college. But that's different. That's different. What I saw Dion doing was different. And like I said, it's not just it being a black college. It's the fact that it's Dion at a black college. So that's what you need to elevate um, all those HBCUs. And it, it, even, you know, from just it being a black college, I'll admit, you know, that's something that I always question. Like, damn, should I have gone to an HBCU? If I can go back, would I do it over? Would I do it again? Still go to William Mary or would I go to HBCU? And I'm going to be real. I got to be real. In my head, maybe it's because I actually went to William Mary. I, that was an invaluable experience that I can't replace. It was, it was the perfect school for me at the time. However, I would have gone to an HBCU. Or I would like to think that I would have gone to an HBCU. Because they... They need for more of us to go there. We, let me, we need for more of us to go there. And it's, to me, it's a different, you know, a different sense of pride. You know, I had um, a lot of, I was cool with a lot of people at Norfolk State. And even though we beat up on them, it's like, I don't know. And it's not, it's just... It's just the ability to go out there and compete when it's your culture and move your culture in a more positive direction. And that's what Dion could have done through football because, honestly, it's bigger than football. Y'all know I don't even really care about football. It's bigger than football. Those schools, like I said, these are not Dion's. this is not Dion's fault. He's not to blame for this. Those schools are in a terrible position financially, and I don't play the blame game, so I just blame them. That means that they have terrible financial management. It just is what it is. Always have to rely on getting assistance from the government. Most of the schools, I don't know each school, but I know a lot of them do. And 
That's not Dion's fault. But what Dion could have done, he could have changed all that. Those TV contracts. They had what game day um, football, where you have the college game day at Jackson State. I believe that was the first time that college game day ever came to an HBCU. That's what Dion was doing. Dion got sponsors, um, different companies. I believe he had. Uh, they said that he had. Uh, he was working with Michael Strahan to get the, the kids um, dressed nice. Um, working with different people that he knew. They were able to tra travel on a plane, I believe, to a lot of their games. Dion was different. Dion is different. And he was able to leverage a lot of his relationships. But notice how I'm just saying Dion was able to leverage a lot of his relationships. The schools should have been leveraging their relationships. And I said schools because every, every, I don't care if you're even in the SWAC. That's the conference, what is Southwestern um, Conference. I'm not sure the exact um, the exact what the SWAC, the SWAC stands for, but with the MEAC, uh, the MEAC, not even in the SWAC, Dion doesn't play against them. They should have been donating some type of energy or something towards the cause because Dion was helping to elevate all of them. And I'm not just talking sports. The law school at these schools should have been donating. Anybody who had anything to do with those schools should have contributed to putting a package together that Dion just couldn't turn down. So that blame goes to Jackson State. It goes to Jackson, Mississippi, those, those, that community, to Mississippi, to, to all of us, to all of us, myself included. Shoot, I should have been buying some Jackson State I'm apparel or donating something or donating to. We all should be picking an HBCU to donate to. I, and when I say blame, I'm not coming at anybody, but we would have had to figure out a way to make it make sense for Dion to stay. But at the end of the day, I still. I still have to be disappointed in Dion. Now, I don't know all the facts. I don't know what he might have been going through. So I'm just judging it based off of what I do know. We needed Dion to stay there. Let me just say that. We needed it. And it, it reminds me of, you know, when I was talking about the families, you know, where you can be a part of one family where it requires you to do more work, have more responsibility than your friends in another family. But that's a huge, there's it, it, a big difference between us and other cultures where this comes up in different areas of our lives where you see other cultures where their children's, the profession that they're going to go into, what they're going to major in in college is based on what the family, the overall group needs, what their village needs. If we need an attorney... Son, you're going to be an attorney. Daughter, you're going to be an attorney. If we need a teacher, that's what you're going to be. If we need a doctor, that's what you're going to be. If we need somebody to run a business, that's what you're going to do. With our community, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And that's what I feel when a lot of these people saying like, yo, go get the money. You got to go chase the money. No, you don't. No, you don't. And my boy said that, yo, I, he, he, he said to me, 
that, well, you always say, you know, like money's everything, money's all my posts, when I talk about get to the bag, what do I finish it off with? Get to the bag with integrity, of course. And integrity is standing on your principles, standing on your morals, and, and standing on everything that aligns with your purpose. And to me, my understanding of Dion's purpose was different than what his decision to go to Colorado showed. His purpose was to change the entire perception of HBCUs. To use the way that he knew best. Use the best tool that he had through coaching. Through a football impact. To change the entire landscape of HBCUs throughout the country forever. That's what I thought his purpose was. So, you know, at a certain point, we got to realize. Is our personal interest. Bigger than. The interest for the people. For the people. It reminds me of that. Remember the Titans when Julie's like, what team, what team? And I feel like a lot of black people are saying that right now because it's split. A lot of people feel that he should have, you know, gone to go get the bigger bag. A lot of people think he should have stayed. But when I say, you know, damn, nah, like he's supposed to, like, yo, we needed him. They're like, we? Like, what you mean we? No, his best, his responsibility is to his family. I get all that. I get all that. But Dion was bigger than that. And we don't have a lot of those type of people we don't have a lot of that. So therefore, if if your purpose, if you have a smaller purpose where your purpose may just be to and not to not to downplay it or anything like that, to shame it, your purpose may just be around your family, your immediate family. That's honorable too. That's honorable. But Dion had the ability to impact so many more of us. He had that opportunity. It's to the point where, I'm going to say it, you heard it here first. I don't think Dion's going to go to Colorado. I think he's going to change his mind. He still has to coach their last game. I believe it's next week or two weeks, the week after this weekend. I feel like he's going to change his mind. And this is probably the first time that Dion's really been in a position where so many black people have been against him or just not really feeling him. He's been that cool of a guy his entire life. So I, I really think that when he goes back to coach at, you know, Jackson State or him being his, his conscience is just going to weigh on him. And not to say. Like, so we, we were kind of debating a couple of my boys. Um, Khalil. And Bez, we were in the group chat, you know, just going back and forth. And I was saying, like, yo, he's going to come back. And we were saying, like, you talking about, yo, it's going to he- weigh heavy on his conscience. He go- it's not a necessarily a right versus wrong. And I know I'm black and white. I know I'm black and white. But I think it's a better way to look at it where, you know, sometimes just what's needed trumps all of that. 
what's right and wrong. It gets to a certain point where, you know, we can't just rely on, well, this is right and that's wrong. Because when more is required, then more has to be given. And more was required for us to get to a point where our HBCUs can survive and thrive. I say can survive and become a business, become an institution that doesn't need to rely on outside money. Because once they do that, then every decision that they make can be in the best interest of just that school, those students, the faculty, everybody that's associated with that school. It's tough. It's tough. And e- even as I'm you know, having this conversation now, I just got off the phone with. With Khalil and, uh, you know, just because, you know, I'm always like, yo, what's th- this is my stance. Give me the counter argument. I want to know what the other side of this is. And I hear both sides. I hear both sides, but I got to stand on one. We needed it. We needed Dion to stay. We needed Dion to do what he initially said that his intentions were. But we also needed Jackson State to see his value. We needed them to see his value more than an outside institution seeing his value. And if Jackson State couldn't foot the bill on their own, then they needed to go to a lot of these other schools that are benefiting from him being in the conference. And if the conference couldn't do it, then they need to go outside the conference to another conference. And if those conferences couldn't put enough together or figure something out to where Dion could be given the support and compensation that he deserves, then we needed to tap into the community. It was that important. So while everybody's focusing on right and wrong, like it's bigger than that. It's just like, yo, what do we need? Because now that he leaves, I don't care what y'all say. Whatever he did there, I'm not saying that it doesn't count. But it's just going to go down the drain. I guarantee you, there's a reason why the schools are in the positions that they're in. And needed a savior like Dion to come and save it. Those schools, and hopefully I'm wrong, but they will never be in a position. I fear, I fear this. They'll never be in a position where they could have elevated the way that they would have elevated with Deion Sanders being a head coach, a leader, a black man involved and a part of historically black colleges. I don't care that other NFL players, they coach or other NBA players coach in the conference. It really doesn't matter. They're not Deion. So our disappointment, Deion, if I could tell you, I know people are shitting on you right now. People are hurt. People are hurt. But you got to take the good with the bad, right? You were that special to where when you leave, it's going to hurt people. 
We're going to be in our feelings because it's like here you have your savior coming. And then they're gone. And even as I'm saying that, this goes against a lot of what, like my mindset to where we shouldn't be, like I said, we shouldn't be putting celebrities and athletes. We can't afford to put them in a position where they have to save us from anything. Anything. But Dion could have. Dion could have in a way that nobody else could have. I can't even think. Like, when you think, what other athlete could even come close to doing what he did? And I'm not, they can, we can get another coach that comes in there and goes 12 and 0. Jackson State could hire another coach, former NFL guy, doesn't matter who it is, or not a former NFL guy, and they can go undefeated for the next five years. And it wouldn't make the impact of Dion being there. And having just the average year the next five years. But we know he wouldn't have. We know he would have been winning. That's what he does, right? And a lot of these other commentators, you know, when I look at the the TV shows, they're either just saying what's right or Dion's my boy, so we should root for him. Or people that just don't understand. And here I I, I probably don't totally understand. I didn't go to a, a HBCU. But if I'm understanding it, going to not going to HBCU, I can only imagine with somebody who went to an HBCU, how they understand the impact that Dion could have had. The amount of pride that we would have took in our HBCUs. So I'll wrap it up here. But it's just this is the tough one. And once again, I just want to double down on the fact that this is not about, this is not just about football. This is about economics. Powernomics. He would have changed the entire economy of HBCUs. Because all it takes is he would have got us to the position where he would have got us. You see, shit, this, this is like I said, I didn't go to HBCU, but he would have got us to the point where we're competing with all those big schools and kids are now rethinking where they want to go to. Because nobody grows up and says, yo, I want to go to HBCU. Even if your father probably went to one or your mother probably went to one, you don't grow up thinking, I want to go. No, I want to go to Alabama. I want to play for LSU. I want to go to USC. Back in the day, it was I want to go to Oregon. They got all the jerseys. And if I speaking of jerseys, he leveraged his relationship so much that Under Armour, I believe, he, the, Jackson State had the 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 most sets of uniforms of any other school besides Oregon. Come on, you had Tom Brady. TB12 that his brand signed Shador. Shador was the first athlete Dion's son signed under Tom under Tom Brady. Excuse me. And even as I watched Dion go on his tour in Colorado, you know, with the I'm not sure what the person what position the person was that was showing him around, giving him a tour. 
his family, the other coaches. Dion, he ain't feeling it, man. I, he's not feeling it. And although that money is nice, I've never touched $5 million in a year. I've never touched a $30 million contract, whatever he got. I've never touched that. But I've also never experienced what he made us feel when he's in the locker room getting ready to lead those, lead those young men out on the football field. When he hits that, man, play me my damn theme song. When he hits, play me my theme music. When he, there was a different belief. Like he elevated the frequency, like the energy was different. Whether you like football or not, you just saw somebody that was charismatic and had a unique ability to lead. With a group of young men, he the, 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 it's, it's just different. You had a unique leader, a unique personality who had the ability to lead young men to, to do whatever they wanted in life. Because when you have that certain type of belief in yourself on the football field, He's the type of guy that can get you to carry it over and figure out how to transition that into just life. Like I said, it's not the law school, the business school, just being a student there. That would have got everybody excited. I saw Cam Newton in the crowd at William and Mary getting everybody excited, the energy different Cam Newton walking around just as a fan of his brother. Imagine Dion. Lead, getting live to the band. Leading leading those young men. Come on, man. It's it's just disappointing. It's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But we need to just change our energy. We need to change the energy instead of being furious with Dion, hating on Dion, talking shit about Dion. We just got to be honest with Dion and say, Dion, Coach Prime, we need you. You have the ability to do something that nobody else can. You have the ability to become the most impactful person in college sports or maybe sports overall, which you could have done. You have the ability to be the most impactful across the board in college, not even with sports, but to change the financial situation of all these universities, all these colleges. You have that. We need you. Please come back. <laughs> I don't think he's going to take that. I don't think he's going to stay at Colorado. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. But I just can't see it. It doesn't it doesn't look like a good fit. I see it and it just it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I, I saw the beautiful facilities. I saw that 
And maybe this is just the wake up call that Jackson State and a lot of these other HBCUs need and our community needs. That we got to figure out a way to support financially. Our historically black learning institutions. So these are my thoughts on it. Dion, we need you, bro. We need you, big bro. So we're not mad at you. We're just disappointed in the situation. And um, we're in a position where we need you to, do, to take on a certain responsibility that you shouldn't necessarily have to bear. But you're the only one that can. So with that, I'll let y'all go. Comment, share with some friends. Um, I appreciate everybody that continues to tap in, continues to stay on board with us. Uh, we got a few guests coming on, so you don't have to just listen to me. They're coming on shortly. We're getting them. We're getting them in the mix. Slowly but surely, we're getting them. Um, but until then... I'm just going to keep sharing my thoughts with y'all, and hopefully they can help y'all elevate. So let's elevate on purpose, and let's do everything we can to maximize our potential. Ooh. Ha, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it.